any other time. Why are you asking me if I'm ready to go live? I'm always ready. Don't you know that's the response? That's a nice cut you got there today. That's what I demand from everybody else. That <laughs> Dang, is, that's a next level old lady cup. I just got a notification. 307 Project Consistency Alone Doesn't Cut It. Why'd you ask me for a topic when you already came up on with one? YouTube? Hey, last time Chad was over there and he was talking on the podcast and he stopped and he got real mad. He said, I keep hearing something <laughs> talking. What's what's going on? And I got up and he said, Oh, you can't get up. You you you're running all this. And it was his phone. He had his phone on and it was reverberating back through the mic and he was wow, so mad about babe. it. Wow. I can't hear my I can't hear anything. Oh, your headphones Levels are probably down. your headphones are probably turned down. How's Come on, that? Chad. How's that? All right. That's perfect. Outstanding. All right. What's up, YouTube? Hey, YouTube. You guys live on YouTube. Drop in the comments right now. What the crap are you doing, man? I always like to know what y'all are doing at that going. What YouTube. time is it? It's right around noon. It uh twelve sixteen Eastern Standard Time. What are y'all doing today, man? I always like to hear from y'all. What's up, YouTube? Jarrett said he's still retired and still watching that 1115. <laughs> man, <day> <laughs> man living that retired life. Is that Jared? Jarrett Ferguson. Oh, Jarrett? Yeah. Jarrett, what's up, brother? I'm retired, too. Uh, I'm glad you're here, man. We're, we're happy that all of you guys are joining us here on the 307 Podcast today. We have, even if you're just listening to this later on in the audio version, uh, but you guys that join us live, it's always fun. Maybe at the end of this episode, we'll have some time to take some Q&A from you guys if you have any legitimate questions. That always goes um, well. Yeah, it, sometimes that doesn't turn <laughs> out, but, you know, uh, it, it is what it is, man. When you open the conversation up live, you have a few smooth brains that will enter in with their commentary and their questions but chad asked cool. for q a after every episode and then every time it gets about that time he's like well no good questions so. and, and, and by the way youtube you guys that are on here live when we ask when when i say q a it's up to the tech guy to to write the questions that you guys ask down and filter them but he doesn't like doing that so he just that's why q a q a usually goes like crap it's not my fault i, well, I got a fault. lot more to do than filter through 500 comments and pick out two questions that are worth answering okay you got to save your questions youtube YouTube, you got to save your questions till the end when he says all right now we're going to start taking questions don't expect me to ask you a question that you typed two hours ago y'all heard that youtube uh yes and we have a full house in here in the studio today you've got me Chet. The old bull. The old broke down bull. Um, you've got my man Chili up in the house as usual. Uh, we have Biscuit live on the show. What's Straight up? hair Biscuit. What is up, Biscuit? And we have the tech guy. No camera <laughs> for the tech guy. He's behind the screen making all this happen. Biscuit, you were wanting to tell a story a minute ago of when we were getting ready to do our Bible study. The other night, so we Brooke and I have started doing a a little time where we share some something out of the Bible with each other of an evening. What was that story you were telling? What did you uh, of Evan Evan evening of an evening? What that's, does that that's, mean? that's that's how you say it. That's old timey. Have you ever heard of that, Chili? 
Oh, yeah. He's heard How of it. How do you it. spell that? Tennessee, if, man. If you were to write that down, what would it look like? O-F of A-N and evening. Of an evening. Of an evening. Spell evening. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the segment. We'll give Chad five words to spell. My spelling be- skills don't go beyond two or three letter words. Yeah, man. It's the spelling bee this week. I wanted to do it against you. Ooh, that'd be fun. That would be a freaking joke, man. I can't spell worth a flip. You don't I, think you could outspell me? No. I could outright you. Couldn't outspell you, though. <laughs> my skill, my skill. All right, Biscuit, what's this story you were t- going to tell us about? Oh, sorry. You got everybody, sidetracked talking about yourself, Everybody loves you? hearing from Biscuit. <laughs> oh, I went to tell this story to Chili before we went live, and Chad said, wait, wait, wait. Save this for YouTube. Well, it's because they all love your stories. They love you, boo. Well, I have been on like a... Th- Probably three week, but especially the last four days, I have worked like 14, 15 hour days. And my job is like on and off. Like when I'm on, I have no free time. And he gets a little, he doesn't say anything normally, but he'll get butt hurt about me being so busy and not giving him attention. So we were getting into bed and he, it was his turn to pick out the scripture and I'm like getting settled and doing my little routine. And he's just staring at me with the Bible open, like impatiently. And I was like, what's your problem? And he said, I want to hurry up and get this over with so I can be done with you. And I was like, holy crap. And no, it, that's, what, that's, what, that's what you no, said. First, first, you started saying you were like, wow. I'm, I, I feel like you don't like you don't like me right now. Or I feel oh, like yeah. you're rushing me. And you, you, you told me all these things that you were feeling. And what did I say? You're feeling right. I said, it's good that you're feeling those things because they're exactly right. But you... So I'm glad I was portraying my my feel, my feel feelings to you accurately <laughs> and you, you were receiving Thank you for them. that validation, not... Yeah, so, but but you will get... And Blake and Chili understand this. You will get mad at me for reasons that don't make sense. And you'll acknowledge that they don't make sense, but you'll stay mad at me. I don't get mad. Like, you were mad at me the other night because I had to work. And I couldn't give you enough attention. No, nah, I don't get mad. I just get sad. Is that Sadie? <laughs> <laughs> Sadie's out there howling at the yeah, uh, ambulance. Yeah, just went by. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So for all you, you guys. Need to, you need to tell her what Joe told me the other day. What'd she tell you? When I told you we was over Just at let me pout. Yeah. Yeah, just let me pout. <laughs> I let you pout. I don't get mad. I just get sad. Um yeah, so for, that's not good. For, <laughs> for all you guys watching and listening on YouTube, uh, that's how you handle that. For all you husbands out there, you thinking about how you should treat your wife? Be honest with them, man. When you're frustrated with them, when they ain't acting right, when they're not giving <laughs> you <laughs> acting right, <laughs> when they're when they're not giving you the requisite amount of attention that you deserve. As a, as the the man of the house, well. you tell them exactly <laughs> what you think about it. All Look, right, man. Don't beat on- around the bush. He only gets this way because he's so broke down he can't train. Usually, he'd be fine if he was working a busy day because he'd be so busy training. So, and have you guys noticed? I've been calling him out on this. The days that he's been broke down and he can't work out, pretty much every day. He- <laughs> 
He schemes on ways to irritate people. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he gets really like, what did you do to Chili the other day? You kept telling me about it. You're like, I, I text Chili or I sent Chili this and it got to him <laughs> so good. I was posting about him on Instagram oh, and, he, yeah. and he wouldn't share he it. He was so proud of that. He would not stop talking about it. And I was like, I don't well, think Chili. That kept, that kept me up for days. I, <laughs> I was talking about his, his, his dental hygiene on Instagram and, and he wouldn't share any of the the stories I was posted. Yeah, I had a lot of sleepless nights over that. But I don't know what's so different. You don't train hard anyway, man. What's so different about right now? <laughs> no, when, okay. When, speaking of training, I got a training. He's so good at that. I got a training story. He's so story. good at just whoop. I got a tra- <laughs> we ain't talking about that. <laughs> he, he hears something he don't like and he goes. Zzz. Yep. I've got a training story I want to share with you guys and then we'll start the podcast. Wah, wah. Um. The other day, Blake and I were training uh, a husband and wife out on the range. And good night, <laughs> The dog's howling again. <laughs> somebody Chad must, talking, Nate. This is what happened. Somebody must have died down the road. Oh, got don't a, say that. A whole darn cavalry of ambulances going down through here. <laughs> um, She's going to town. Anyways, Blake and I were training a, uh, a husband and wife out on the range the other day. And Blake steps up, you know, I let Blake at certain intervals during range, official range training, I'll let him step up and kind of, you know, teach and and demonstrate a few things. I try to kind of put him in strategically uh, in the the drills and the the techniques that I know he's good at uh, just to let him shine a little bit. So... I put him up there. I said, Blake, you're going to teach this. What a loser. You're gonna, <laughs> I, mean, I said, you're going to teach this loser. portion of the range. And so he steps up, demonstrates the drill, and misses a shot. As the, as the, the shooting instructor, he misses a shot. And, and so I saw immediately in our students at that moment that the student had lost confidence in us as the instructor, Cadre. And I said, all right, well... Here is where the old bull steps in. This, this is this is what I do, right? Is when whenever we're we're what faced with a this liar, situation, man. when he stands before the throne. <laughs> what are you talking about? Lying? I'm not lying. All right, just because you've convinced yourself these things true doesn't okay. make them true. So he misses the shot. I see the student's face, and I'm like, man, they lost confidence in us. Okay, I got to step up and do my thing as the old bull now. And uh, I've got I've got a trick <laughs> shot that I do that that basically proves that s- side alignment is extremely important. It's a fundamental of marksmanship. If your sights are aligned, whenever the bullet leaves the barrel, the bullet's going to impact wherever the sights are aligned, whatever point the sights are aligned on. So I have this trick shot. I step up. I'm gonna say I'm gonna show you guys something. I hold the gun upside down in my hands. And I reach up with my pinky to pull. I pull the trigger with my pinky. So I'm holding the gun upside down. I'm about 20 yards. There's this little dot about this big. 20 yards? What the (laughs) crap? I highly doubt that. You were five yards away. (laughs) 20 yards. Plus or minus. That discredits the rest of your story. Plus or minus a few yards. If you guys have seen... Oh my gosh, he can't even hit the silhouette at 20 yards. If if you guys have seen our combat standards test uh, target that we designed, on the top of the target, there are the small dots... And in the center of that small dot, 
there's a little bitty dot that's like maybe a half inch in diameter and it's it's got a number in it to, to number the actual dot on the target so i hold this thing upside down i say okay watch this guys i'm gonna shoot i was like okay i'm gonna <laughs> shoot <laughs> i said cowboy come on <laughs> I said, well anyway i said y'all check this out cowboy <laughs> i said i said watch this guys i'm gonna shoot the 10 dot all right now I fully expected to hit the the actual hole, the ten dot, right? The 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 one that's like two inches in diameter. I squeeze off this shot, son, and I dead ring the little circle in the center of the ten dot that the number ten is in. That little half inch. I'm talking about. I punch a hole dead center of that little half inch dot, and the the students looked at me. And they were like, "Look, holy, you, holy!" You would have thought the Lord said, "Well done, my good and faithful servant." Chad was like, "You see that? That's how you do it." Hey man, act like you've been there before, man. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with with shooting, though. Um, when you do something like that in front of people who are watching you, when you do that, well. The people watching you, unless they know you well, the people watching you, they think that you can just, when they see you do that one time, they're like, well, dang, he could just do that anytime he wants to. The truth is, when I did that, I was like, in my mind, I was like, holy crap, <laughs> I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> and so what you do when that happens is you, you just go ahead and holster the gun. After you do something like that, don't ever try to do it again. Don't don't let it go to your head. Don't think that, oh, dang, man, I can do that again just to prove my point. No, you just go ahead and holster the gun, and you go on about your business, and you let the people that are watching you believe that you just do that all the time. That's just a common thing, right? So I was on that day. Luckily, I was there to continuously instill the, the confidence of our students. Other than remembering um, them by their names. I followed up with a... Uh, <laughs> I heard he could not remember people's names. I don't oh. remember nobody's name. I followed up with Never. about a seven and a half second um, maximum damage drill. That's 18 shots. Reload one shot. Followed up about seven and a half seconds on that. Dude, you got there an hour early and practice all of these drills. What do you, I mean. <laughs> no, you, you know what I think it is? I think it's this chiropractor I've been going through. Chiropractor? Uh, this chiro chiropractor I've been going to. This joker's got this little uh, thing. He, he looked at me. He looked at me right in the eye and he said, your left eye's drooping a little. <laughs> you ever notice that? I said, no. He said, Go back and look at he he listens to the podcast. He he said so go, funny, he said go back and look at some pictures of yourself. See if your left eye don't droop a little bit. I said okay. He's got this little gun thing. It goes and he started putting this thing on my head and just going all around my skull. He said that's gonna get your vision and all back sharp now. So that's I guess that's what it is, man. My vision's just come back sharp. I didn't even know it was off. Well, so you don't really need to be able minutes. to see real well to shoot. I'll be honest with you. It was a total way. I was thinking maybe the next podcast we can title it the podcast where Chad doesn't talk about himself. And we'll see if you can I'm, do that. I'm the only dude that does anything awesome around here, man. Look at me. Y'all look at me. Chad told me today, he said, 
oh, you're running so slow, I can't even run behind you. And I said, well, I'll take running a little bit slower to be able to stand up and cook bacon in the morning <laughs> any day. <laughs> oh, you told you told that story on the podcast already, didn't you? Uh, I'm sure I have. Yeah, did I'm he? sure I have. I think he did, yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of doing epic things, the, the rite of passage course, I told y'all we'd put two more dates on the calendar, July 21 through 23. I just sent out the invitations for the July rite of passage uh, yesterday. So if you haven't checked your email and you've applied, you better check your email because you've got till tomorrow to respond to that. Now, the other dates, I haven't selected the team yet. It's October 27 through 29. Speaking of doing something epic, the rite of passage is an epic, epic thing to do. All right. If you want to apply, send in an application telling me who the crap you are and why you want to come train. And uh, send that to 3 of 7 ROP, R O P, 3 of 7 R O P at Gmail. And I'll pick, maybe I'll pick you if you're not a turd. And so, why is it? I touched on this a little bit on Instagram yesterday. I did a little Instagram live thing yesterday. Why it is important to do really challenging, really epic things in life. And let me tell you, the foundation of that conversation of why that's important is because that is where you meet people who are and who will be in alignment with who you're trying to become. That is where you find people the people that you're going to do life with, all right? You're not going to find the right people to do life with if you if you don't ever go get outside of the, the box of your comfort zone. It's so true. Now, this only applies to those of you who are actually driven, who want more than what you have. All right. And whether that's in business, whether that's in fitness, whether that's in your spiritual life, uh, every aspect of your life, if you want more, guess what? You're not going to be able to get more if you decide to go at it alone. It's just not going to happen. If you decide to go at life alone, you're going to lose. That is a fact. I know a lot of you guys will disagree with that because you've been getting fed a line of bull crap for so long, you think you can go at it alone. And you decide to go at it alone because you're so frustrated because you can't find people who share the same values with you, who are as driven as you, who have the same types of goals as you. You can't find these people, right? The reason you're not finding these people is because you're just you're just going through life, your, your little piddly life, and you're never going out to do something that's truly epic that's going to put you in an environment around people who are as driven or more driven, as knowledgeable or more knowledgeable than you are. And it's those relationships, it's those people who are going to take you and help you get to where you want to go. That's how life works. That's how my life has worked anyways. How did me and Chili meet? Chili beat you in a race. Yeah, me and Chili met in an epic battle at a 100-mile race. It wasn't really a battle. He crushed you. Well, yeah. 
<laughs> well, I thought it was a battle. It, it was he pretty was like cool. Two hours ahead of you. I was getting. I was. I was trying to catch him the whole day, and I couldn't catch him. But it pushed me. Right. We met in the midst of an epic competition, a hundred mile foot race, and that's where our. That's why our paths merged, and that's a big reason why we're. Oh, Chili's the only dang reason we're live on YouTube right now. That's it. Oh, see, see what I'm saying? Well, that's not true. No, it is true. Oh, clear your throat. <laughs> Ron came out. But Ron. Yeah. Well, the only Ron reason. Was coming Come out on, man. You. So you know what? We 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 Ron. talk we talk about we talk about what we do here at Three Seven Project with training, and I think a lot of people, yes, the skills based training and the skills that we teach are valuable and extremely important. Ultimately, the most important thing, though, even about some, something like the ROP course, the most important thing is you're going to be in an, in an environment with people that are like you, and the most important and most the best fruit that comes from that is the relationships that form, all right? Do y'all really, th th this is a big reason. We've seen hundreds of relationships form over the last three years between complete strangers and tons and tons of wonderful things happen because of those relationships that would have never happened if, if we didn't do this. Do y'all really think that I do this for the money? Really? I was just thinking about this the other day. I could go out here and buy a freaking dump truck or buy a daggone garbage truck or or, or start uh, landscaping. I, do you I could make literally a hundred times what I make doing some. I don't. From cutting grass? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're dang right. He can't. You're dang right. You can't find enough good people right now to do that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, y'all don't understand yeah, right. who the crap you're talking to. <laughs> Your landscaping uh, he's just had just, a landscaping it, company. Just, don't, he, don't he get was this one twisted. person. He never grew his business. Don't get this <laughs> twisted. So, it's important to do epic things. Now, if you don't want to come and do the ROP course because you're a puss, that's fine. Find something else to do. Why did I come on the but podcast But do something today? epic. All right? This is what pays the bills. Yeah. Bro. Now we're gonna go. Now we're going to go in and talk about consistency. All right, because we just talked about doing something epic. There's a lot of folks out there that think they're they might be doing something epic because they they are being consistent. Talk about consistency a little bit, Chili. <clears throat> well, we talked about it this morning, and um, you know I could talk for ten hours on stuff like this, but it's it's never real good. I could also just condense this down into a minute. But Chad likes this to be, you know, about an hour, hour and a half. So it's really not my sweet spot, you know. But, I mean, the point is <laughs> that I was trying to make earlier is I noticed a lot of people that want to get better at something, which not every, there's actually a very small amount of people that even want to get better at anything. You're right. But the people that do, I think they make a common mistake. And hopefully everybody that's listening to this does want to get better at at least one thing. Um, but hopefully multiple things they are trying to improve and make their life better and help others better. And 
all of that, well, a lot of people hear me harp on consistency, consistency, consistency. And that is, that's one of the, if I have any pillars of training, I would say it'd be consistency, specificity, right? Well, I've noticed a lot of people are confused by the consistency thing and they just think that, oh, well, I go out, I go out and I quote unquote trained every day for a year or two years or three years, or I've known people that have went to the gym and or ran every day for, or almost dang near every day for years and years and years. And they got not better at all. And they're confused by that. They're like, well, I was consistent and I was doing the thing I wanted to get better at. Why didn't I get better? Well, the point is being consistently mediocre will keep you mediocre. Like these people who go out and train every day in this haphazard, smooth brained way with no, no idea what they're doing. No thought of what's logical about this. No intensity. Yeah, exactly. No intensity, no, no thought or logic behind. Will this produce the results that I want them to? None of that. They just go out. Well, it's like, well, yeah, I I mean, I, I ran today. I ran two miles at the same pace I always do. And I'll do it again tomorrow. And, you know, hopefully eventually this will work. And this will eventually, like, I'll have a breakthrough. Something will. No, you're not going to. You will not have a breakthrough doing that. So to me, it just, I don't know. I, I think some people need to hear that consistency is only good if you are consistently good. If you consistently train well, not just go do something. I mean, consistency when you're doing the wrong thing or consistently doing the wrong thing is worse than doing nothing because you'll just end up injured or, or hurt or driven into the ground and then not be able to even correct it and do it right. I mean, yeah, but this conversation goes far beyond just physical training. Well, sure. Yeah. The, this, that, the genesis of it was just physical training, but yeah, it, it, of course it goes way beyond that. Yeah. It's, it, it is the new fad in the, on the running scene of people touting the fact that they've ran every day for six years and all this crap. And then you, you go and look at their, you look at race results and you look at the, the actual, the only thing that gives a metric to the person's performance. And it's, it's absolutely terrible. Yeah. Right. Uh, but you know, people look at all oh, the dude ran six every day for six years. Well, who gives a crap? There's no metric. You have to look at the metrics the thing that measures their performance, okay? That's what matters. Um, well, but- I mean, look, if that's all you want out of it, if that's literally all you want, then that's what you should do then. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's not the same thing as, some, as a high performer. Like if you, I'm talking about people who they do that with the stated goal of getting better, getting faster, improving. That's, a, that's not the way to go about it. Well, this this aspect of the conversation around consistency is is largely uh, left out of the whole conversation around consistency because there's a lot of people out there, you name it, that are preaching that you have to be consistent, yeah. and they leave this aspect out. No, you have to be consistently good, all right? right. Here's what I see. How, how does this conversation expand beyond just physical training? I see a lot of people... Um, consistently trying to be someone who they are not. 
that's also never going to work. All right. If if you if you have some vision of of who you want to be, but it doesn't really fit or it's not in alignment with what you are gifted to do, right? You just want to you want to be this person because it's what you see everybody else that you look up to doing. And so you're drawn to it and you think, well, I can just go and do the same thing and, and be consistent. And I'm eventually going to have the same success that the people who I look up to are having in this lane, whatever it is. You, you can't, consistency doesn't matter if you're trying to be someone who you're not, right? Yeah. It has to be in alignment with, with what you're good at, right? Well, I'm I'm just well. I mean, it also goes beyond physical training with studying the Bible or studying anything. Like if you're in school and just trying to study something to get good grades, but you know, if you're trying to study the Bible, I'll use that as an example. And you just say, "Well, I'm con-, you know, I read it every day. I'm consistent." Well, I mean, if you just haphazard just read and there's no you know there's no study, there's no investigation, there's no really digging in and looking and trying to understand you just read words on a page uh, maybe one page a day or something that's not cons- that's consistent bull crap yeah that's yeah. not that's not going to yield very good results i mean maybe it's better than nothing you'd argue but it's not going to you're not really learning anything or or understanding so th- that's another way it applies outside of physical training i mean it, it's like anything you want to do it, 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 being consistently mediocre will always yield mediocre results. So if that's what you're going for, then that's what you should do. And that's fine. But if it's not, then you got to figure out how to change it up and be consistently good. Yeah. And do things consistently the right way and consistently in a productive way. What's the measure for that? Well, that's that's where I would say, as far as I can relate it better to physical training, progress. Yeah. People don't see progress for a few weeks with their training, and it's like, well, you got to change something. Mm-hmm. You, you hit the nail on the head. That that is the, that you're exactly right. That's the measure. I, I can give a specific example of this. The three of seven podcast is an example of that, right? Yeah. There have been seasons of the podcast, right, where where we we have stayed consistent with the podcast over the course of the last two and a half years um so the consistency's been there but there have been seasons of the podcast where because of of whatever i've been going through whatever we've all been going through the podcast hasn't been as good the the consistency has been there always but there have been seasons where it's not as good and guess what happens during those seasons the progress, which is the measure, yeah. stops and it, it actually starts going backwards. All right. So when I look at the podcast, uh, just as a tangible example, I know when we're consistently putting out good, meaningful, entertaining, quality stuff because I'm looking at the numbers and I'm saying, holy crap, this thing's doubling, tripling in size over this span of time. So that is the measure. I agree with you 100%. I think it's the measure for everything in, in being consistent in business, yeah. being consistent in your spiritual life, uh, being consistent in, in, in your fitness. 
you have to look at the at the progress that you're making and if the progress is not being made you have to accept the fact that the the product that you're putting out or the effort that you're putting in is not good enough and then it's hard to accept that but you have to accept that and then you have to change something yeah right you have to there's no other way yep and 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 Great I want question biscuit well, yeah, that's the, that is the question about what we're saying. I mean, without that question, then this is just, you know, more useless fodder. But uh, I also want to reiterate, there's nothing wrong with with running every day if, if that's your goal or saying stay, setting a goal to read your Bible every day. There's nothing wrong with I'm not crapping on that. I'm just saying if the ultimate goal is to understand it more and get better make progress make progress and run to your maximum potential that's not the way to do it yeah just yep. in a consistently mediocre fashion that's that's the whole point it's there's nothing wrong if you've ran 10 years in a row i mean that that's great but yeah i i i personally have so many examples of this in my life i don't know how applicable it is to your regular everyday listener but i see this on on social media social media is a big part of how we reach people right in our in our company 307 project is how it's important to us it's important for me to put out quality content and things on social media i see my social media has grown consistently over the course of three years but i see people who are trying who, who care about reaching people, who, who want to help people. They have the desire to do this. Uh, they need an audience to be able to do that. I see them. I watch them. These are people that I know, and I see their their pages. There's never any growth, right? And, and I'm sitting here watching this, and I'm thinking, well, you have a desire to do this thing, and you're trying to build your platform and your audience so that it will enable you to do this thing that you want to do, but you're never growing. Your 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 presence never grows. Like, when, why are you not looking at yourself and actually saying the content that I'm putting out must suck because it's not producing any progress? This thing is not growing. Why do you yeah. just keep doing the same freaking thing for years and you never experience the growth that you're trying to produce in order to allow you to do whatever it is you're trying to do? But they don't do it. No. They just keep they just keep doing the same thing and nothing ever happens. It's insanity. And it's like why can't you just be honest with yourself and either say, "Okay, maybe this isn't who I am." Maybe I'm not cut out for this, or if it is who you are, why don't you take a look at what the crap it is you're doing and say, this is not good, obviously, because I'm looking at the progress as the metric. Why don't I change something about this and at least try a different direction, right? At least try it. It's the only thing. Yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. Good conversation. Yeah. What's up, Pika? He ran out of things to say about this topic, and so he had to make like a hard shift and put it on you. Yeah. Thank you for. I know you got for the on audience. Your mind, that's baby. what just happened. Right I know there. you got something on your mind. <laughs> Nothing. I I'll tell you my thought. It's kind of not related, so I wasn't gonna say anything. 
but this is my thought is what you guys think it is related but it's kind of like going off on a little rabbit trail on this topic well, perfect he doesn't want it to be related yeah he's done with it he's <laughs> he's exhausted it hasn't he yep. great conversation guys well, he strangled it. this is chad coming to you <laughs> <laughs> what a loser <laughs> um i uh i was thinking about you wore your beard today. I, I, if I was, if I wasn't in town coming straight here, I would have. All right. So I was thinking about you guys specifically, like you and Chili, because y'all, your personality types, you want those crazy challenges. And I have over the last few years compared myself to people like you guys and kind of like had a little turmoil internally of like, Am I built different or am I not as good? And the reason is, and this is what the question is, what do you guys think about people who will consistently train? They make progress, but they don't choose these huge, like big challenges. Like they just, they're just really happy with the day-to-day progress and just maintaining like a slow line of growth instead of like, does that, does that make, does that question make sense? Yeah. Do y'all think that those like, I don't know, just what do you think? Well, that's easy for me. I Nothing wrong with that at all. Do you think it's a personality difference or do you think it's? Yeah, I would say so. I'd say that's just, that's getting at the whole desires thing that I always talk about. I mean, some people are just not going to desire the same things as others. And there's definitely nothing inherently right or wrong about wanting uh just you know to not do some crazy long race or or whatever i mean just just yeah stay remain yeah. healthy train every day to try to feel better and you know have a little bit of steady progress and i mean i don't what would be wrong with that at all i mean i don't i think i think chad and you can answer this but i think that you think that people that kind of live that way are like missing out. Like they're not getting full benefit. And I, like I can see the, the drastic comparison between like, like I'll just use myself, like going to the gym every day and like my back squat is something I'm working on right now. And every week I'm going up and like, I'm seeing progress, but it's not like a 250 mile or like, like Blake's training for like a hundred mile, you know, like it doesn't, it doesn't end in some big event with all these people watching and like this thing, you know, does that make sense? It's well, like- it almost seems like you're the, that you may be a person that actually does desire these, these challenges like a hundred mile race more than you even think. Well, also she goes to the extreme, but it's different. It's it's just a different extreme. She, I literally watch Biscuit every day, like measuring her food out yeah. and like calculating all of her nutrition, and yep. doing all of these extreme, taking all of these extreme measures to maintain her physical health and well being. Yeah. Uh. So you go to the extreme in a lot of ways. It does. I think people get really confused because we talk about everything in the context of running yeah because it's just kind of what we do it happens to be that way and it's it's a wonderful conduit to achieve all these growth 
grow things and, you know, everything that we want to get out of life. But no, Bo, I think, I think the desire to, the desire for progress is everybody should have that. If in some aspect of their life, all right, like me, I don't have the desire for progress in terms of like measuring out my food and really honing in my nutrition and that now I, I'm not saying that I shouldn't have that, but I have the desire for progress in other aspects of my life. Um, most especially spiritual progress in my relationship with Christ. And then my physical progress through the challenge of running. But I think every human should have a desire for progress in some aspect of their life. Um, but another thing about me, I like extremes. I don't think that that's necessarily healthy, but I just like extremes. Like, I want to go out of, out of this life with, like, absolutely nothing left. I want to be that like that old broke-down skin and bones dude we saw at the campground yesterday. Like, I want to leave this place when people just look at me walking down the street and they're like, holy crap, what is wrong with that dude? Uh, I don't want to have nothing left, and I'm well on my way there because I just love extremes. I don't have that expectation from everyone, though. You don't do well enough with pain to go out of this life like that. Okay. (laughs) I think a lot of it... May have to do, maybe it doesn't, but has to do with like your why. So your why is to be healthy, right? I mean, that's that's why yes. you do this. Exactly, stuff. it comes back to your goals. And so Chad's not going to train as hard or see as much progress if he doesn't have a race. He just not. Yeah. He went a year without running because he didn't have a race, and then he found something he wanted to do, and he trained really hard for eight weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and so he had then he gave himself yeah. a why to train. Yeah. And so. Some of it could tie into that. That, uh, and I'm kind of that way. If I don't have uh, like an end goal to train for, like I'll stay healthy, but I'm not going to go to the extreme of staying healthy. Yeah. But I will if I have something that I'm going to do, like an end event. And so I think you asked if it was personality. I think, and I think a lot of it could be that because you can just have the why of being really healthy for my life, whereas that's not it for us. Yeah. I mean, I, if I don't have a race on the calendar or something, an end goal, like you said, then I'm not going to train near as hard because I don't care about the progress, really, Yeah. as long as I'm healthy. Well, I'll even say this, too, Brooke, because I think I've said this to you before and you were kind of surprised that I said this. I don't think there's anything special about a 100-mile race or a 250-mile race or a 50K or... It's so celebrated in our community, though. Like, yeah, it's such a, like, it definitely is. But I don't personally find anything special about it. The re- and the reason I do it is not because it's extreme or anything. I mean, 100 miles is not even that extreme, in my opinion. But, like, I mean, if I just wanted to do something extreme, I, I would just run, mindlessly run for longer than that. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't. <laughs> but I'm trying to, like, I've just the course of my life has led me to that being a goal to just try to do really well and to run really fast. I mean, if it was just about constantly going further and further, I would have been done with the hundred mile races a long time ago, but it's not about that for me. So like 
to me, just doing a hundred mile race or further, just for the sake of it being uh, long or something, it's like I don't know. That's not the reason that I do it in the first place. So, so I, I don't, I don't know. But uh, I, what I'm getting back to is, I think it's just everybody's personality is different, and like why you would want to do it or not do it. And if you don't have any desire to do that, I don't see there being a thing wrong with that. Like if you just want to improve your back squat right now, I mean, it that, sounds, that, that's fine. Yeah. You, you can't, yeah. you cannot. There's nothing wrong with you, that. You cannot desire to make progress in every aspect of your life all at once. That's well, you advice. may can desire it, but you can't accomplish you it. You can't accomplish it. You, you have to focus on a thing and that thing needs to, to be that thing that you are uh, passionate about that you're gifted at that you have some natural talent for uh it can't like i could sit here and say i want to I, I i desire uh progress in my skills on the basketball court well that's stupid <laughs> it's completely outside of what i'm passionate you so the the important things in life like your diet um, like your, um, e even your fitness in, in it, you could have conversations around all of these things, the important things in your life, if you're, if you are in a healthy place in those important buckets of your life, staying in that healthy place, maintaining is totally fine in those important buckets of your life, but there should be something mm -hmm. that you are desiring progress. I like that. And I like how you said earlier you named how, like, for you, you don't want progress in nutrition. So you're maintaining what whatever level allows you. I feel like I'm in a healthy place there. Yeah. yeah. It allows you to make progress in whatever you're trying to make progress in. So it's good enough. So it's yeah. like, I like, I like that because it kind of tells me, and I feel like it tells people, like, there are aspects of your life that you can just be consistent. And, like, you can celebrate that. But like what I think what I'm hearing from you guys is there needs to be at least one, hopefully a couple more that you are striving for progress. Yeah. Right. Like, cause sometimes you do, I feel like sometimes I do find things that work really well for me and I'm like, okay, this is good. Like, I don't need to change this, adapt this, and it's not really going to improve, but like, I'm happy with it and I'm not willing to put in the effort and I mean, that could be like my job. It could be anything, you know? Yeah. And you got, you can um, compare it to what other people are doing. Like, you know, yeah. that's where a lot of people we were talking earlier about people staying in their lane and doing, you know, what you're good at, what you're called to do, if you want to say that. But yeah, you can't, you can't go off of what other now, like naturally you'll kind of get in the group and maybe like all of us run. So yeah, that's well, just now, it, now we do. Well, I run. You you're not running right now, but <laughs> ran seven miles this morning, dude. That's your biggest run all all month. But you got you have to uh, you have to temper your desire, like you know, of what you want to do. Being around other people, you have to temper it to yourself. And yeah. so the the drive, I think, is the important part, not necessarily what you're doing or what you're shooting for. To me, outstanding. All right. For the second part of this con, uh, Comcast, uh, what was I? What was I calling it, baby? Podcast. For the second part of this podcast, um, I want to hit. I, I want to hit real quick. I want to get Chili and Blake and Brooks' perspective 
on how we should react to these companies like North Face, like Target, all mm. of these companies that, that are basically shoving this agenda of sexual perversion down people's throats. How should we react to that, all right, in, in a, a strategic way? Um, because there's a bunch of different, you know, conversations around that. And the latest one I just saw today was uh, old, old Johnny Root with uh, TPUSA. I actually, it was his post. And by the way, I have a deep distrust for anyone who is in league with TPUSA, Turning Point USA. I think that organization is, is uh, pretty just nasty and wicked, and they're just attention grabbers. I think it's a terrible organization. But I saw his post where somebody took a behind-the-scenes photograph on one of the uh, sets where they were filming The Chosen, which is the series about Christ and the disciples. And somebody took a behind-the-scenes photograph, and they had a, uh, a Pride Month, the rainbow flag, on the set of The Chosen. So now everybody's... I guess now saying boycott this show, The Chosen. And and so this is going on. I want to get y'all's opinion on how we should react to it. Wait, can I clarify real quick? The guy you're talking about, is he one of the actors for Chosen? No, no. Johnny, Johnny Root. Didn't we see him out <laughs> Yeah, we saw him. He's, a, he's just a fake looking, just he looks like a daggone look, mannequin. Don't talk about people, yeah. man. I just. I don't like Johnny. I, I Look, no, you Johnny. Don't even answer, know him. Just answer the question. Johnny you don't is, like Johnny Root and he ain't met him. Yeah, just, I just, have met him. Just give the facts of who yeah, he is johnny, johnny root is like a, a, a commentator for turning point usa which is like this political conservative political organization that tries to impact youth youths around the country <laughs> all right and and, and and yeah they're just yeah whatever but anyways, before we dig into that conversation, I want to let you know this podcast is brought to you by our partners at Drink Hoist IV Level Hydration. I'm talking about this is some good stuff. We've run this stuff through the mill. I drank Hoist for 103 hours straight out of the Coca Dona 250. It kept me going. I can't tell you how many times Chili told me, hey, man, make sure you're drinking that Hoist. Make sure you're drinking that Hoist, right? Um it hydrates you better than water. It has everything in it that your body needs to go further, faster, and stronger. It's got calcium, potassium, magnesium. Uh, it has got about 70 calories in this bottle right here. Uh, no preservatives, which we really love about Hoist. Um, this stuff is clear. There's no food coloring in it, no preservatives, nothing crazy like that. It tastes amazing. And... This actually ties into the conversation we're about to have about companies shoving all these crazy, nonsensical bullcrap down your throat that you don't believe in, companies that don't align with your values. Well, Hoist is a company that you can spend your money with who does have good values. Um, they've supported uh, the United States military since day one. Actually, the first time I think I ever saw Hoist was in a Navy base um px thing there on base the first time we used it was at 29029 that yeah. time and uh, they're wonderful people we know these people behind this brand personally and uh, they're putting out an awesome product and you can be confident when you buy hoist that you are spending your money with a company who has good solid american values and principles behind their brand 
and you can be confident you're getting the best possible hydration supplement on the market. That's important. Another thing, it's made in the USA. That's awesome. Check them out at drinkhoist.com. They've been longtime partners with us. Got nothing but good stuff to say about the product and the people behind the brand. You won't be disappointed, I promise you. All right. North Face, they ran their little campaign with uh, this homosexual trans cross-dresser. Well, you were talking about Chosen. Um, the Chosen. Yeah. We've got Target selling bathing suits that are that I, where, I, where kids can tuck their their uh, genitals under their legs so they, they can look like women. Hold on. You never answered my question. You were telling me who that fellow was, but how is he related to Chosen? Because I love that series. He's not related to Chosen. He just... He was on the set? He's like a reporter that found this and is exploiting it. Yeah, yeah. he found it. So he's like, oh, boycott Chosen. Look at this. They had a... Look at this picture. They had a pride flag on their set. Sorry, boo. So all these organizations, these companies... First of all, why in the crap are they doing this? Because... You saw, I think Bud Light was the first, most recent one. I'll tell you why they're doing it. Okay, tell me. Because it, it's it's really confusing because you when you just look at this surface level, you think, why would you self-destruct your brand? Because we are still the majority, all right? And people are getting fed up with this agenda of sexual perversion and it's impacting them negatively as companies when they put this out. So why the crap are they doing it, man? Well, I'll tell you why they're doing it. <laughs> ESG scores. Somebody so, put that in here. Did they? Yeah. Well, I knew somebody'd be on it. Yeah, it's all about that. We've it's got true. some. Ba- we've Andy, got. Some- Justin Sheely said DEI scores. Yeah. Hey, we've got some baby chilies in the in the <laughs> live there. Well, yeah. Look, you've probably just go read the comments. They're probably telling you you have to decipher what some of the bull crap is, but. That ultimately is the answer, really, is because people people sit back and look at the Bud Light thing, and they go, "Man, did you see? You know, look at Kid Rock shooting the 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 cans and blowing them up." Which I love that video. Kid Rock's awesome. That was funny, but you know, and they get all whipped up, and they hear Kid Rock say, "I'm not serving Bud Light in my bars anymore, and I'm not doing this, and we're going to boycott it and all this, and and people look back and be like, man, Bud Light, I mean, Anheuser-Busch, how stupid are they? You know, look at them hurting their business just to, just to look woke and all this. And you can go look at the numbers in the immediate aftermath of that. They were down. They probably did make less money for a time and this and that, whatever. But ultimately, people lose, they, they can't grasp why they do it. It is an ultimate benefit 100% to Anheuser-Busch to do that, in my opinion. Because, just like Justin Sheely put in the chat already, all of the, there's an array of scores that, that a lot of people don't even, don't even know about. But the stock market is a scam. It's a, how do you say it, Fugazi, Fugazi? Uh, it's just a literal wheel that turns around. There's no reason that you could decipher behind without deep inside knowledge of why things go up and down. You'll read a stock report every day that's like, well, the Dow Jones went down 200 points because of uh, climate 
foreign relations in Ukraine and Russia, and Biden threatened to uh, threatened to help another nation join NATO, and blah, blah, blah. it's all bullcrap. That didn't affect it. What affects it is these these things like this. Like every company has scores, right? That the stock market uses all these big companies, BlackRock and you know Warren Buffett's machines and all this crap. They've got it wound tight and everything works on their ESG scores and these other scores to help make them a favorable company to investors because the the way of the world has gone woke. Okay. A, A conservative company is not going to be invested in point blank. Whether the majority is conservative or not, the media is completely owned and controlled by a liberal progressive agenda. That's just the way it is. And companies will not be invested in unless they are towing that line. So ultimately it would do them more harm than good to not work on that score and make themselves more favorable to investors and shareholders. I mean, that's a hundred percent true. So the investors are more important than the consumers. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But how how do the consumers not? I I, I guess well, in, in in a perfect world, the consumers would would have the control. Well, this comes back to human nature. If everybody who ever drank Bud Light never bought it again, yeah. well, that's a problem. But guess what? That's not going to happen. That's true. People have already forgot about that decision. Same, People, yeah. The sales have already went up again. Maybe mm. not to the levels they were, but they don't really care about that. They're making... Give it a year. They're making untold amounts of money. Anheuser-Busch is also a gigantic company. We're not talking about like a single brand company. We're talking about huge conglomerates that Anheuser-Busch has tons of products. Yeah. And like you may be want to boycott Bud Light and you don't drink Bud Light, but you go buy another... So you just move over to another beer that they sell or something. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Like you're not, you're not doing what you think you're doing. And as far as the whole boycott thing goes anyway, I mean, look, I'm not, you know, everybody's known how target is for years, super progressive. And they do this, pull this crap all the time. But look, if you don't want to shop at target, that's fine. I'm not saying you should at all, but like, the problem with all this crap is if you think that that you're going to not shop at Target and you're going to go shop at Walmart or hmm. name a grocery store to avoid this liberal progressive agenda that's being pervade to the rest of the world, well, guess what? They may not be as outward with it yet, but they're doing the same crap. Mm-hmm. Look at where Walmart donates their money. Look at where whatever you think is a a conservative grocery store. Some people like Publix because they got in trouble with the media for donating to Republican candidates during the last election and everything. Well, guess what? Publix sends their freaking money to Democrats too or or other other liberal agendas that you don't like. They all do, man. There may be a smaller company that, that... like I'm not crapping on every company. I mean, this is a company and a brand three of seven project. And we've got partners like hoist and barbell who we like to work with. I'm not crapping on that just in general, but I'm saying you better not 
say you're not going to shop at Target and then go go support some other company that's doing the same thing that you just don't know about. Like that, you got to really look at what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to make a big deal out of that. Like, <clears throat> like these people, it was so funny. The Bud Light thing happened and people were putting out tons of videos of like, just trying, I mean, the whole point is just a viral moment anyway for attention. And then like pouring it out and then drinking whatever, Miller Lite or whatever. Well, then three weeks later, which first of all, the point was just for attention anyway, but three weeks later, Miller Lite comes out and does like the same, some LGBTQ campaign that they're running for June for Pride Month or whatever. They're doing the same thing. I mean, like you've got nowhere to go if you're trying to find some big, you know, company that's got all these different businesses and brands and all this and is a publicly traded company. Like, you, you've got nowhere to go. Well, that's a great example. And and I think you could even use the example, well, you can, the, the, the example with North Face, the outdoor clothing company. Yeah. They're not, they're not an individual brand. They are owned by yeah. a parent company who owns over a dozen brands within sure. the outdoor industry. Yeah. So, like, it, it's, it's... Ultra footwear. Yeah, Ultra. Yeah, um, North Face. I mean, that—that's their. Yeah, yeah. So you're so really in terms of that conversation. Really, the 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 only, well, the key points of of a legitimate reaction to this would be you would have to stop doing business with these massive corporate, publicly traded. Uh, brands and companies and you would have to start shopping and spending your money with small um companies businesses yeah. stores that are community-based yep. like freaking triangle foods down in in rock mart or you know your little local mom and pop grocery store or your your little uh you know your smaller kind of local manufacturers of whatever product you're looking for, be it clothing, be it uh, hydration, be it uh, whatever, yep. you got to start seeking those people out and spending your money there. And but, but and then I think another piece of it too is it goes back to what you said. Humanity is just this strange organism. We are so stupid. We don't, we, our memories are so short and we don't really even care about anything outside of convenience uh, and saving our money, right? That's why, oh, that's a big reason why we're not going to go shop with these m more, you know, mom and pop owned brands and stores because it's going to cost you more money, right? And you may have to wait and, they, and you may not, they might not have the thing that you want right then, right? And so a lot of people aren't going to do it. And people just forget. They just for, that, that's that's a big reason why the crap are we even in the situation that we are in right now? It's because nobody remembers anything. Well, I mean, yeah, but I'll be honest. I remember stuff, but I still you'll still catch me in a Patagonia shirt or a Hoka, pair of Hoka shoes. They stand for stuff I don't believe in, but but at the end of the day... I'm slowly weeding myself out of all of that. Well, at the end of the day, we're in a capitalist, consumerist world. Well, 
And and guess what? That's another. I thing. run ultras, and I have not found a pair of shoes. Maybe it's out there, but I haven't personally. I haven't found it yet that beats Hoka. So guess what? I'm just telling you what I'm gonna do. Yeah. I'm gonna buy Hoka's. Well, that, because that's a huge part of this conversation, and, and there there are not enough people, Americans. There are not enough Americans that are putting the effort in to building things that give people another option. Yeah. Well, that you're, goes you're right. You're exactly right. That goes right back around to what we've learned from our community, like our local shoe store, how he has to pay tax on everything. He They make it impossible yeah. for them to be successful. You're right about that. And yeah. so it's. I don't think it's a problem with ingenuity. I think our our economy is becoming, is not, it's not becoming, it is set up for big stores like Walmart and Amazon and Target to thrive and to weed the little man out. And I agree with, I was going to say that shop local. And I agree with what you guys are saying. We are too lazy. We, I am too. And too used to convenience. And I'm like you chili. Like I will feel really passionate about something. Like I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to, but then they'll have the only product that works for me. Oh, yeah. And I I'm mean, like, oh, crap. I don't even pretend like I'm not going to. I mean, I'm telling y'all this stuff is the facts, but yeah. I mean, I, it's just, I'm not like, I, I, I'm going to buy what works. Yeah. There, there's, I mean, a, this, this has created, though, a tremendous opportunity for, for people who want to start a brand or a business producing a product that gives the consumer an alternative. There's a huge opportunity for that right now. You know, me and Blake did a YouTube video the other day on should should I join the military? And I think there's going to be a lot of confusion when people listen to this. You know, the foundation of why young men want to join the military, I think a portion of it is to serve their country. If you want to serve your country, you're not going to you're not going to maximize your service to the country right now in this place and time that we live in by joining the military. If you want to make your nation a better place and you actually care about your country, you should be doing what we're talking about doing right now. That That's how you're going to maximize your service to your nation is take care of yourself, become as physically fit, as spiritually fit, as mentally fit as you possibly come, and then use your time, your energy, and your resources to build an American something that provides a product or a service that will take the place or give consumers another option instead of these big corporate crazy things, right? Nobody's doing that. There's very few people dedicating their lives to that because it's hard freaking work and everything's stacked against you. You're exactly right. Everything's stacked against you, but you can do it. You still can do it. Well, we don't really know because we've never, I mean, I, I know it's possible, but I feel like we're talking from a place of like, we don't, We've never created a product from scratch within the United States. I feel like you'd have to outsource almost everything. Like I don't I don't know how you could afford to make a shoe in the US. Well, like with labor and materials and you know well, like that, that's a that's a whole nother portion of the conversation, right? It, it, where is the product made? Obviously, you you would want to eventually get to the point where you could produce your product in the United States with American labor, um, but everything is so stacked against you that 
that might take time for you to get there. Ultimately, that should be your goal. But what you can do is start a company that is producing a product that stands for American values. Yeah. You have immediate control of what you what you represent as a brand and a company, right? And you have immediate control of what you choose to do with the dollars you make as a company, right? So you're offering the consumer maybe not necessarily the the option to buy a product that is completely produced in America right off the bat, but at least you're offering them the option to purchase something from a company who you can be confident that the money that they're getting as a company is going to be used in an ethical manner. Well, I also want to bring up a point that I forgot to mention when it fit better, but it goes back to what I said about ultimately this is a capitalistic consumerist based world and nation and like, and I'm going to still buy the shoes that work, you know, it's because every time this conversation comes around, you know, I hear people and whoever is like, well, I'm not going to shop there anymore and all this. And it's just, it's always like, I don't want to hear that you're not going to buy a North Face jacket anymore when you've got a, a, a device in your pocket that was made by slaves. Because we all do that. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. four of us sitting here, everybody listening, and probably everybody we all know has one. And yeah. it's like, unless... I'm, and, and it's not like... I'm not trying to make... There are uh, no other options. Right. I'm not trying to make a logical fallacy argument by saying, oh, because you've got that, you should just screw it and just buy everything from Target or whatever. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, like, we've got to really fundamentally change everything to actually turn this around. Like, I'm not saying it's you shouldn't take steps and go shop local and eat at local restaurants and shops and everything else. You should. When there's an option, you but, should take that option. But fundamentally, things have to change because, we're like I said, we're all walking around with a device in our pocket made by slaves. Like, that's a problem. Like, ultimately, it's going to keep backsliding no matter how much you eat at the local restaurant as long as you've got stuff like that going on. Yeah. So that's a hard problem to fix. And, and I, I mean, honestly, the way to fix that is what Chad was saying about, uh, you know, you have to come up with a new american made and what brooke was saying made truly made in america with american labor american parts a new cell phone and a new like you have to you it's i mean it's these companies have to be knocked off the pedestal pedestal they're on but we can sit here all day clamoring for somebody to do that <laughs> well, that's that's a lot easier said than done why don't yeah, we right. do it why don't somebody do it i mean it's it's just it's it's the way things are and the way they've become and naturally progressed i mean it's a hard problem to solve. Yeah. Speaking I, of slaves, we're slaves ourselves. Well, sure. We're slaves ourselves. So. Well, I want to say, I was thinking the same thing that, that Chili was saying was like like this. Like I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about cobalt mining. Oh, yeah. And how atrocious, like how many products that we all use, and we don't look into it. We don't care. It's it's convenient. But everybody gets whipped up when they find out about one. Right. It's like, well, the media has to hand it to them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but how many children are being exploited to make these products and people are just getting sick and they're 
they're getting cancer and they're not being protected. And these companies know about it and they don't care. I mean, but I, I'm like with Chili, it's like quit shopping at Target because they have the wiener tuck uh, <laughs> bathing suit. But I'm going to keep buying this Android. Because even you have no other option. Kids are dying. You have no other from, option. Right. Well, yeah, you're right. But, well, I don't know. I haven't looked. Well, you could throw out another, you could throw out your phone in the ocean like I'm going to do by 2028. Yeah. Has it always been 2028? Yep. Oh. That's what I I keep, uh, I mean, that's what keeps popping into my head. Oh, I'm going to do it too. You mark that on the dang calendar. The whole conversation. If there's no other option, just don't participate. Again, you easier better, said than done. You better hope you, 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 I don't got any work to do beyond that on the phone because just go off the grid. It's going to be gone. Well, this you is just a wouldn't participate in life at this point. Like, right. you might as well get butt naked and rent your mantle. Well, I've already, well, I've, I've threatened <laughs> that too, but you can just, still participate in life die. without a phone. You guys heard that. I'm talking about, we're going to look, we're going to be looking for a new social media manager in 2028. <laughs> I'm talking about clothes, I'm not, everything, food. I'll do it on the desktop at first. So, right. so you go shop at the local Triangle grocery store. Well, where is he getting his groceries from? I mean, they're probably supporting some of the same I, stuff. I've and already so- covered this. It, I've already covered this. It might not be an option for you to have every bit of your product yeah. produced in the United States, but what you what you you have to focus on what you can control. If you want to build something, if you're a young person coming up and you're confused about what you want to do with your life. You can control the values and the principles that your company is going to stand for and promote. You can control the influence that you have as a company or a business as you grow. If it's your business, you're saying. Yes. Not from where you're purchasing. See, that's, that's yes. I just got confused. It, yes. I'm talking about yeah. if it's your business. I'm talking yeah. about people serving the nation, creating opportunities yeah. for consumers to buy from a brand or a company who at least stands for American values and principles, who stands for America. Will you make your hot sauce already? Well, will you hurry up and do that? But there is, what about this? What about how empty is it if you, quote unquote, stand for American values, but you just produce all your crap in China for the whole way? And I get, I hear you saying you're trying not to do that, but how do you get out of that? What, right. You should work toward that goal, but that might take a while. That that might take your in, initially when you are opening the doors of your business, you have to have a product. All right. You have to have and it might take a while for you to accumulate the resources that you need to then be able to transfer the production of your product to American made. This is what we see uh, First Form is doing this. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, first, you got to stand for Christian, if you want to use that word, values, before American value. I mean, uh, that is overarching. If Like, you uh, can produce it in China. That's fine if you stand for Christian values, and then your goal should be to get to American values so that you support your own economy. But that's uh, that's on down the line for me. Well, Amer- uh, this is a... America yeah. was founded on Christian values. But first, you have to have the Christian value and produce it in China. That's fine. Yeah. If your goal is to get it here. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm agreeing. Okay, thank you for agreeing with me. But finally. that's not the first goal. Is like, this needs to be American-made. Your first goal needs to be this needs to... Yes, sir. We need to be founded on <laughs> Christian 
Morals. You actually now understand what I'm trying to say. Good yeah. job. Well, you with, didn't do a what? clear job explaining it. Well, the whole thing has gotten so sidetracked. The question was, how are we supposed to respond to companies? That. No, we didn't. Okay. We've it's gotten convoluted. Do you know what his answer to that question was? No, he's way off Thank track. You. And do you he's know what? Confused. Do you know what his answer to that question was? To what question? The question that he started with. That is, yes. How do we respond? What's his answer? How do How do you respond to? What is the exact question? Sorry, the I didn't let you The question was ha- something about how do you respond to companies. How does the companies? consumer respond? Well, yeah, well, that's what, this whole, that's what this whole 30 minutes has been. Thank but you, now Jimmy. we're starting to talk about building your own business. And we're getting away from like... That's well, a yeah, good response. That, well, that's a part of the response, right? Is somebody. And of course, we don't need to just tell other people what they should do and, and us not participate. We'll make a dang hot sauce, I guess. But. What about the person that is not... It's not in their lane to be a business owner. Because it's not everybody's... That's not everybody can't just go start a business. Well, then, be well an that wasn't the only answer. The answer was to do to support businesses that are doing that as much as you can, as much yeah. as you can when there's an option. Yeah. So I mean, he well, answered it clearly. Easy. Yeah, I did. Thank you, Chili. Well, I mean, you did. You guys are finally starting to understand uh, Tech Guy and Biscuit. You're finally starting to understand what Chili and I have been talking about for the last thirty minutes. <laughs> well, you kind of beat around the bush for a while and jumped around a lot. That's it, how it got I confused felt. To me, I got I, confused. Well, too. it got complex. That's what it is. Conversation got a little bit deeper than surface level, and you guys just fell right on out the mix. About like your SI joint. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I just wanted to, uh, I wanted to cover down on that. And the last thing I'll say about sexual perversion is all this started with the acceptance of homosexuality. That's what opened the door to all of this crap. I'm telling you, man, I'm, I, I don't know why people can't recognize this. If you open the door to the acceptance of anything outside the realm of a sexual relationship between a married man and a woman, which is how God, the creator of the universe, Yahweh, Jesus Christ, designed it, if you open the door to the acceptance of anything outside the realm of that, the acceptance of it, I'm not saying you have to persecute these people. I'm not saying you should hate them. You shouldn't do any of that. But if you accept that, very that was the very initial thing, then it opens Pandora's box to any level of sexual perversion. And I hear a lot of people out there that I listen to that say, Oh, yeah, it's fine to be a homosexual, but to be a trans or to be a a pedophile or to be, oh, that's wrong. No, you open the door, it's all the same. It's sexual perversion, and that's where it all started. Do you remember when people were screaming at the idea of legalizing gay marriage and saying what all it would lead to and that it was going to lead to this and it was going to lead to... Yes. Do you remember that? Yes, And people were like, that's insane. Well... I mean, it's pretty obvious that it did lead to exactly what all of the fear mongers said it would lead to. I mean, I do have to say that. Like, you know, if you are in a consensual gay relationship, well, that is not the same thing as a being a pedophile, obviously. But the backslide from that, it's pretty clear it has come, it has stemmed from that. From that decision in America, at least. The I mean, root of it is sexual perversion. That's what I'm saying. The root of all all activity outside its created intent is is sexual perversion. Well, it just it just opened the door to keep to just keep backsliding. No to just yeah. keep 
I mean, yeah. Not good. Not good at all. Got any closing remarks, Biscuit? I have lots of things to say. <laughs> well, I don't know if we have time for lots of things. I was asking for closing remarks. We got any Q&A coming from YouTube, so tech just guy? Say nothing. This podcast well, sucks. Now that you've asked, I'll be monitoring. We got a $20 super chat from Little Trucker Kennel Miniature Pinchers. That he's got a set of short Bible study Miniature for pinchers. children. And he's writing that he's writing. Go check it out. $20 super chat. Where we check out his short Bible study at? Well, that's what we'll ask him. Hey, man, you can't tell us where to check it out and then not tell us where to go check it out. He You're- did He did tell Chili to take off his SpongeBob slippers and go start an American Shoe Company for us. I'll keep that in mind. You know, I, I this stuff is running in the background of my mind all the time, thinking about exactly that. Sure. It's running in the background of my mind all the time. What? An American shoe company, uh, a, a, a conservative American outdoor apparel brand, um, like this, this, this. The culture is changing, and there's a huge opportunity, man. I said I was gonna make a run into you about ten years ago, and uh, may, maybe we'll do it. It can't suck though. No, it's got to be good. It's got to be the best. It's got to. Um, B Hunter, he said what he's been asking this whole chat. What bike race are you doing? The TNGA, Trans North Georgia. Okay. We had another question. This was from Anthony H. He asked why you don't train any Asians or blacks. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> we do train. These, these are the questions. We're we getting. do train Asians and blacks. Yeah. We train all humans. Uh, white, black, Asian, hey, Indian, crap, Hispanic, uh, Hispanic um, male, female, homosexual. It don't matter to us. We train all humans, son. I'll, I'll reverse the question on you. Uh, why? Where are the Asians and blacks? Well, it's like your post about women the other day. A lot of women. Did you talk about that on the podcast already? How they got up in arms about no women on the uh, rock course? I hadn't course? talked about that. That's going to be a dedicated Well, episode. I've already told you. What we do is white people stuff, man. A, a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it is. But I'm going to tell you, when I look at somebody's application, first of all, if you include your sexual orientation or your color into your application, like... That is a meaningless detail to include. I want to know who you are as a human being. Well, yeah. That's the way we operate around here. Anything else, tech guy? No, I mean, not unless you want questions like that. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Fire off another one. Uh, You're looking at one, I can tell. (laughs) Is sex on the pill perversion? What exactly is sex intended purpose? Sex on the birth control pill? Or like I sex on like the male enhancement pill. I don't know. He didn't. Hey. He didn't specify. So. You'll get struck down if you spill your seed, son. You've been spilling your seed for a long time. You better not be telling people that. <laughs> Doesn't the Bible say you ain't supposed to be spilling your seed? Uh, well, so, so wow. There you go, buddy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Uh, well, all right, guys. Before this degrades any, <laughs> I didn't oh, Chili, what's your prediction on the NBA finals? Aaron Brown uh, wants to know. Uh, Mailman. Um, nuggets in six. Nuggets in six. He'll know what that means. All right. I was going for the Chicago Bulls personally. Well, or the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, they're not going to be able to do it. 
All right. The Bulls don't have Dennis Rodman anymore, so. Uh, did he retire? He, he just that just retired last year. <laughs> yeah. He was my favorite basketball player, man. Yeah. He's playing in North Korea right now. Dang. Joker's backing up, son. Yep. All right. Well, we love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Lord willing, we'll talk to you next week. Enough said.